Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the August 21st edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am your host, of course, Jake Hughes. Alongside me, the old man, old man, how the hell are you doing? I'm kind of concerned, to be honest. I'm thinking that I might have to mute you more than once tonight. I don't think so. I'm in a, I've eaten food. I've calmed Did down from eat? when we were, I, I ate some food. Okay. Calmed down kinda, from when we originally talked. Because you were kind of cranky. Hangry. Hundred percent. I was. I was cranky. I was grumpy. I'm. It's. It was. It was a day. Today was a day, and near the end of the day, people and news were just making me angry. You so I said, th- "Screw it. Let's still do a, pod- a live podcast." So you got to be more like me, calm, cool. Like not. Don't get excited. Did I mention my throat is really sore today from yelling at my what? TV? Yeah, I was gonna say, why would why would your throat be sore today? <laughs> Just a uh, little bit of yelling and excitement at the uh, Lions game. I'm still not over it, you know. I'm still not. Um, I mean, I know we're going to get into it a little bit later in the show, but did you did you see the post I the the video I posted of that hit the last hit, the hit on Vernon where the fucking guy like basically clotheslined him? The clotheslined him, or the or the grabbed him from behind. Or hit him, hit him in the back of the head. No, it's when he went this way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then but there was the guy he hit right behind him. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the um, Randy the Macho Man Savage off the top of the cage elbow to his thigh. No, like just I, the the elbow. Riders the elbow are the to dirtiest me. goddamn team in the CFL this year. I I'll hundred, I'll hundred percent agree with that because there are hits in that game. That I have not seen anywhere else. Like in, so many low league. hits. Low hits, or again, there was a multiple, especially on special teams, where they'd come in and dive with their head. Yes. Yes. There were so I'm, many of those where I'm like, whatever happened to leading with your head? Chart spearing, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to a football seminar, uh, like an officiating seminar on Thursday. Oh, are you? Where one of the big things we're going to be talking about is unnecessary roughness penalties, but also yes. new con- they're they're bringing in a new concussion protocol. Oh, to junior football. So like Pee Wee Adam Bantam are bringing in a a concussion protocol. Interesting. I would have thrown a flag on that wholeheartedly. I would have thrown a flag for for leading with the head or charging, whatever you want to call it, unnecessary well, yeah. roughness, rough play. You can call it whatever you want. It's got to be taken out of the game, in my yeah. opinion. If you want, if you want people to to take the fact that you're you're trying to be a serious like a serious organization about injuries, you need to take yeah. those plays out of the league. Well, it's to me, not. it's just. Um, and I, I'm, I'm I know we're gonna bitch about the Lions because yes, we're homers. Somebody yep. called me a somebody called me a homer the, on uh, CFL Chatter the other day, and I was, which is a Facebook group, and I laughed and went, "Well, thank you." Yeah. Of course, I'm a freaking homer. Are you an idiot? Like I always love that. Well, you're just you're just a fan of that team. Yeah, yeah, I am. Or I like the the the, the most famous is you make a post on Facebook, and then people come on the po- on your post. They come on your post. They take the time. To look for your post, and then they come on your post and say, "Well, you're you're me, you're nobody. What? Why do we care?" 
well, you I'm... cared enough to make a fucking comment on my post, you moron. Well, and not just that, but I always love it because it's like, if you know anything about Facebook and, and, and the algorithm and things like that, it likes comments. It likes people liking the button. It, it likes discussion back and forth. And that's why most of the time you'll see on your Facebook feed posts with a bunch of comments. Even if you don't follow that page, you're going to see a bunch of posts with people commenting back and forth, whether it's positive yes. or negative. Most of the time it's negative because people are just bitter and grumpy and dumb on Facebook. Well, and that's why you always want to make sure you're commenting on people's comments yep. because it just adds to the algorithm. And yes, we are here to get noticed. That's why we do the show, folks. Hello. Ah. Wait, wait. It's Question. Jake. He streams live. It's Kevin the Medium. That's what we do. I mean, you're being recognized now, so you're you're getting to be a pretty big deal. I'm getting to be a pretty big deal in my own head, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, and it was funny because I asked Rod this question. Rod, Rod Peterson. He's famous. I asked him, I said, people are like assuming that I'm an expert on the CFL. And he goes, well, because if we say it over and over, people believe it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You're now, you will forever be known as Kevin the Medium. The guru of the CFL. The CFL guru. Um, but before we get into the CFL, Mr. Guru. Okay, guru man. Uh, we're going to talk trades and boring shit. No, we're going to talk. Oh. We're going to talk one. We're going to talk one hockey subject and we're going to keep it to under four minutes. I'm timing you. And then we're going to talk about some NFL stuff and then get into some CFL stuff. How's NFL? Oh, I like it. I'm, I could get into some NFL talk right now. Okay. So first thing in the NHL we're going to talk about is Captain Sirius. One Jonathan Taves is stepping away from the NHL this year. He is not retiring. He doesn't have a contract with any team. I wonder if he's stepping away because no one really offered him a contract. Um... This was the this was the the conversation that the old man thought I was being grumpy about. He is stepping away to get healthy after two years ago fighting long COVID and some other um, uh, what is it uh, autoimmune issues I believe it is. Yes, he's been back in the league for two years. Yes, played 124 games. With uh, 68 points. So down from his normal production, but still pretty good for a terrible Chicago Blackhawks team. Two questions. Two questions for you. And again, we're trying to keep this nice and tight and quick. Two questions for you. One, he never mentions the word long COVID. It is 100% the media's narrative that he is leaving due to long COVID reasons. How can a player whose peak performance, and I'm asking you because you have long COVID. For those who don't know, you you struggle with it every day. Every single day. Uh, how can a player come back to the top league in any sport and play 200 and, or sorry, 124 games over two years with long COVID? Because people don't understand, and that's what—that's the conversation you and I were heading to. And finally, I just had to stop because you weren't listening to any type of reason. And, and 
people have to understand long COVID's, uh, we don't understand it yet. Correct. It's like when polio first came in. They didn't understand it quite yet. Long COVID's the same way. Um, there's days I could run up the flight, right up, run up the flight of stairs I have at the house, and it doesn't affect me. There's other days I slowly walk up the flight of stairs and I can barely effing breathe. So take that to when you're a top level athlete. Yes, he's going to be healthy enough at times to play the game. But he's probably really effing struggling to do it. Um, I love it. I know I can fake it and make it look like I'm fine. And then go around a corner and just like bend over with my hands on my knees. Trying to get the pain in my chest to go away. So do we fake it as, as people with LC, long COVID? Yes, we do. Because it's not one of those conditions where there's it's visible it's not like i have a big gash in my forehead or i got a cast on my arm or my leg the bone of my legs poking out so yeah um can he play two years yes he can simple answer i honestly and i don't not believe in long covid i believe he has or had had symptoms of long covid he also has, and I looked it up here. I want to get make sure I get it right. It is immuno immune response syndrome, um, which is which makes which it was, even worse. Exactly right. So hundred percent reason to miss seasons, to miss games. That I get. Now, now does that does this mean that I like Jonathan Taze? Do I back him? No, Am I a fan of him? Absolutely fucking not. No, no, He's a no, no. Piece this is just shit in my books. This a, is this a literal is a, piece of shit. This is literally just the human himself, and we're not talking like the person he is. This is just the human it, side effects. Exactly. I personally believe, and you'll find a few people who have said it, been outspoken enough to say it, that yes, COVID hit him hard. I believe this year he's dealing more with mental issues. Things that, things that he could have done coming back to haunt him than he is dealing with physical symptoms. And the only reason I say that is you're, you've played 53 games last year in the top NHL league. And I know it comes and goes. You don't play over half a season if you're not healthy. The league won't allow you. Brandon Sutter, the league won't allow you. Well, he's coming back. Good organization. He still has would long COVID and he's coming back. He has a tryout with the Edmonton Oilers. He has, exactly. But he's been out of the league for Three years, four years, three and a half years. Because you during... got to remember again. That's the thing about long COVID is not everybody suffers the same way. Hey, this a hole that we call Jonathan, um, who's a piece of shit human being in my books. Yes. Could, it, it could be a lot of brain issues because I know there's days I go to pick up this glass of, and I can't get that that word. What is that thing inside my glass? And it's weird because I'm only 59 years old and there's times where I think I'm going nuts. I think I'm losing my mind because I can't think of what that is. There's other days where I can remember everything that happened to me or everything we've done through your whole entire life. Yeah. So yes, I honestly believe you, he could play a full two seasons and you you say oh he's coming off because of his mental health because of things that happened in the past could be which is could, which is could, still a valid 
which is still a valid reason to step away. By, by the way, I'm not <laughs> Thank saying you. It, it's a very valid reason to step away. I think we need to get off this narrative that, well, it's long COVID. It's the only thing it could be. We don't know what's going on in the guy's life. He clearly doesn't want to talk about it. And you know what? Then it, we, if as you and I, as people in the industry of sports reporting, because that's what we are now, yep. we shouldn't frown on the guy or put in quotation marks, get healthy I'm, and say... I, it's quotation marks because it's a direct quote from him. But you, when you and I were talking, you were literally saying it was, oh, it's, maybe it's because he doesn't, he isn't good enough to play anymore. That is maybe not what I said at all. You need to go back. You need to go back and read. You were insinuating that's what it was. Well, I mean, I'm insinuating now on, on the air that, I mean, it's August 21st and he doesn't have a contract with any team. Is that because he didn't want a contract? Could be. Is it because he didn't get a contract? And what I'm saying is, as professionals, we should stay away from speculating on his reasons and respect his reasons. I respect his... You got to let me finish this. Because I respect Mm -hmm. his reasons for stepping away. I don't respect the man. Correct. Correct. And that was part two. That was part two to my question. If... Jonathan Taves calls it a career right now. Getting away from the medical side. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taves calls it a career right now. If he actually announces retirement, he'd be able to be be, uh, honored in the Hall of Fame in three years. Is he, he, first off, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Secondly, is he a Hall of Famer in general? Well, if if he goes to the Hall of Fame and someone like a Thero Fleury doesn't go to the Hall of Fame... We're talking double fucking standards with the Hall of Fame. 100%. And there can't be. What happened in Chicago is put a stain on the National Hockey League for years to come. They're trying to forget about it. They're trying to bury it. But I was going to say, they're not, trying, they're not even trying to sweep it under the rug. They're just saying, move on. We don't, we, it's in the past. It didn't ha- they're just acting like it didn't happen. So Willie, yeah, I think he will end up in the Hall of Fame, which will be bullshit. I'll go to the Hall of Fame and I'll spit on his freaking, yeah. He had, and he had, don't get me wrong, I didn't like him as a hockey player because of the rivalry with, rivalry with Vancouver in Four the minutes. late aughts. <laughs> yeah, you took over that conversation. The late aughts, uh, early tens, there was that rivalry with the, rivalry with the Canucks. We hated him. For different reasons. But as a hockey player, I could respect him. Taking away, again, I, yeah, but taking a step back, he was a great hockey player. He was, he had this image of the captain series, no funds allowed on my team, blah, 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 blah. And then you find out about this. So does what happened off the ice, should the, what happened Oh my goodness. Should what happened off the ice be a determining factor whether you get into the Hall of Fame? Ask Theo Fleury. Ask AB3. Ask Pete Rose. I was just going to, that was my next one, right? There's three different sports, three different people that have been banned, basically, without, without being banned from ever entering the Hall of Fame. And um, I don't know. It's kind of dumb, to my, in my opinion, but 
If, yeah. Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> so how can we say that AB3 or, well, AB3 should be in the Hall of, CFL uh, Hall of Fame because he did nothing wrong. He sued the league because he felt his team forced him to play when he had a, he- a head injury. After going and telling these coaches he had a head injury and they still forced him to play or he wouldn't be paid. He told that story when he was on the air with us. We have to have him back on soon. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a tough one. I, I mean, we could debate that. That would be a great debate for maybe the um, all-star break in the NHL. Yeah. Cause like there's a handful of athletes that aren't in their respective hall of fames due to off field off ice issues away from the sports. So all sorts of issues. I think too many people get put in the hall of fame. I think the hall of fame needs to be more elite. That's a very interesting take that we can discuss at a later time. I don't know why I said that. I just felt like I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly disagree with you. You think too many, you think not enough people get put into the hall of fame or too many? I think, I think it's the right amount. I think it's the right amount. Hmm. Okay. Like, and I'm just going by based off the hockey hall of fame class for 2023. I'm going to pull it up here. I think only one person should get put in a year. For 2022, 2022, because it's the class that I knew. Daniel Alfredson, Roberto Luongo, Daniel Sedin, Henrik Sedin, uh, in the in the player category for NHL. Players. That's it. Four players. Okay, that's not too many then. One. I guess builder I was just making and, shit up again. One one builder, <laughs> uh, Herb Carnegie, and <coughs> I believe a Finnish player that I've never heard of, Rika Salinainen. Sure. Um, but yeah. I think we're at the right amount. Holy Are you- crap, dude. I know nobody can see this, but about a hundred birds just flew into a tree outside here. I'm not kidding. Like a, a good hundred. The whole sky went dark. Anyways. While, while we get the old man back to, to sports talk, let's let's get his opinion on this. Nathan Rourke, because I know you were listening to the Rod Peterson show today. Um, Nathan Rourke has officially been declared the third string quarterback or the third QB on Jacksonville QB three, basically QB three. Well, there's no guarantee he's going to be QB three because more than likely they're not going to carry three QBs into the season. Well, the thing with the new rule with the NFL though, is you can carry that third QB and on your roster and it doesn't count towards your numbers. They stopped to go through waivers though. No, cause it, it, that's the new rule. That's a, a lot of people are missing that. If you want to put him on the practice squad, then he's got to go through waivers. But interesting, he they can dress three QBs. And I looked this up because I, I was like, hold on, didn't they bring in a rule this year that they? And I want you to look it up and see because I looked it up, and this that's how I interpreted it: is you can carry a third quarterback, and it doesn't count towards your fifty-three players. It was in effect from nineteen ninety-one to two thousand ten. No, no, it comes, and they reinstated it now. It used to be that way. Now they're bringing it back. Uh, I'm we're googling, folks. That's what we're doing. You need to. Uh, you need to carry this for a second. QB three rule. 
The league's owner by, uh, owners passed a bylaw that will have a significant impact on the upcoming season. The bylaw will permit each team to field an emergency quarterback on game days that will not count against the team's 46-man active roster. Yeah. So it's an e-bug. It's an emergency backup goalie situation. Well, from my go ahead. From my understanding of this, is that the way it's worded, at least from this, the CBS Sports article I'm reading, is that it's they can't be like they're not part of your active roster, so they can't be at practice. They're not on your practice squad, so they can't be at practice. But they can be your third QB, your emergency backup. Well, I heard the way I understand it, they could be part of your roster. They're just not counted be- uh, for the 53 people on your roster. Yes, you get to dress 46 for the game, but you have 53 on your roster. And the rule is, if you put that third string quarterback or QB3 in, in the first, second, or third quarter, QB1 and QB2 cannot play the the remainder of that game. If you hey, put them so- in in the fourth quarter... QB1 and QB2 can play the rest of the game. So the question is, do they keep him as QB3? They will not let him go to practice roster. You can cross that off that list because that's giving the guy away. So it's either going to be they're going to keep him as QB3 or they're going to trade him. Okay, so the wording on this, and this is right from the... NFL's bylaw technical terminology. Mm-hmm. Each club may also designate one emergency third quarterback from its 53 player active inactive list. Yeah. So they're on the, the active inactive list. So that's part of that eligible to be activated. That's part of that 53 team roster. You can dress 46 of them. So you can direct or whatever that number is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you you can also dress QB three. He just doesn't count in that forty six or in the fifty three, unless and the rule is unless he you put him in in the first, second, or third quarter of a game, then QB one and QB two can't play again that game. So if you if you put him in QB, if you uh, if your quarter two quarterbacks get hurt in the first quarter or the first two quarters and you put him in in three. He has to play the rest of the game. No, that is not the case anymore. I'm sure that's, that's what I read. That's from the old rule. Is it? So th- it's saying here, sorry, I'm reading this for the first time. Yep. So um, if the club's first two quarterbacks on its game day active list are not able to participate in the game due to injury or disqualification, um, uh, that's when they become eligible. If either of the injured quarterbacks is cleared by the medical staff to return to play, the emergency third quarterback must be removed from the game and is not permitted to play quarterback or any other position, but is eligible to return to the game to play quarterback if another emergency third quarterback situation arises. So Interesting. guy gets guy gets taken out early in the game. Like QB1 gets taken out with a broken arm. QB2 takes a hit to the head, has or, to go into concussion protocol. Or gets pissed off and punches somebody. Or I'm thinking concussion protocol yeah. comes out of concussion protocol is cleared instantly. As soon as that happens, there has to be a swap. It's not the yeah. next set of downs. It's as soon as they're cleared to play, there has to be a swap. Oh, okay. I want to know, and it doesn't state here. I want to know if that, so that has, that's from your 53 man roster, right? How many teams last year carried a third quarterback on their 53 man roster? I don't think that many. But that's because last year, 
that third string quarterback counted towards your 53. Now it doesn't from what I'm understanding. No, it counts towards your 53 man roster. It doesn't count towards your active list of 47 or 48 players. Oh, I see. Okay. So again, did from my initial reading of this and how yeah. I understand it. So it'll count towards your 53 players. So it'd be, it's like having a third quarterback that you don't have to activate, which allows you to have your full list of available players. So I guess the question is, come in. will they keep them on the 53 man roster? Cause if not, then they got to put them on the practice squad. Well, guess what? To go on the yeah, practice squad, you have to clear waivers. He ain't now, clearing waivers. Now, again, we've talked about it before and we'll probably find out very soon because I think like there's what, two more weeks of preseason, one more yeah, week of preseason. September, middle of September, isn't it? Just be, yeah, just before I go away. Um, September 7th is yeah. the first game. So we have this weekend and next weekend of preseason. Right. We sh- will know, I assume, by the end of this weekend, if he's going to be put on waivers. Because the way Jacksonville's got to look at it is, are we putting this guy on waivers or are we trying to trade him? Because you have well, to have those conversations. Even if it's a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, at least you're getting something for him rather than nothing. They're not going to put him on waivers. There's no way they'll put him on waivers. There's one of two if, things will happen. He'll be on the 53 man roster or they'll trade him. Because, and the reason I you, say that is you put him on waivers, he's going to be picked up. Will he not? If you call around to teams... I mean, it happens in the NHL. You call around to teams and say, hey, we're, you know what? Unfortunately, we, we got to put Rourke on the on the practice squad. We don't want to do it. Would you guys pick him up? Uh, we don't know. Tell you what, you can get it done now. And it's a fifth round pick. You get him for next week's preseason. You get him for a week early. Yeah. Give give us a fifth round, whatever, whatever the round pick it is that they want. Yeah, exactly. We'll nope. get back to you. And you call every team and you do that. And if no one calls you back, no one cares enough to even offer a fifth round pick. They're probably not picking him up off the waiver wire. But off the waiver wire, it doesn't cost them anything. Cost them a roster spot. You can't wait. You can't claim someone off waivers and put them on the practice squad. No, but you get a kid like Nathan Rourke. You and you want to give him you to me that one week extra of practice time in training camp is worth that fifth round pick for a oh, potential yeah, back for sure. Right? It's. He, literally, he, and sorry, one week left of preseason. Thank you, John. Is that John Hughes? Is that like Blockstar John Hughes? I don't know. We'll find out. But we will find out what's going on with Rourke before we have our next podcast. That's my guess. That's my bet. See, and when I was talking to Joe Madden, that uh, she's an NFL reporter uh, she was she agreed with me fourth week we'll know the fourth week of the season he will be traded I think that's with, within late. the first four weeks of the season he'll be traded so um we'll see it, it's a good it's a great talking point he's lit it up uh, I love the fact that we're talking about him because the kid deserves a chance mark my words he's going to be an effing superstar. Oh, it's Brother Jack. Brother Jack. Hello, Uncle Jack. He, he's going incognito with his real name, John. Because apparently Jack is short for John. Figure that one out. Things that make you go, hmm. 
And some people who are named John go by Jack. Jack? Um, <laughs> I was getting into it. I was getting into arguments with people yesterday on many of the Facebook groups about Nathan Rourke because certain members of certain teams, Smurf Mafia mainly, Winnipeg. believe that their quarterback is better than Nathan Rourke because they won the Western final last year. And while I understand their sentiment, they don't understand that football is a team sport and that no matter how good one player is on the team, you can be beat by a team playing a full game. On top of that, if Kolaros was better than Rourke, he wouldn't still be in the CFL, period. End of story. Oh, but, 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 but he wants to be in the CFL. He doesn't want to go to the NFL because he loves Yeah, right. Rick. You know what? I, I, Jake, 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 you're not listening. You're not listening, Jake. Jake, listen. He loves Winnipeg and he would right. much rather make the NFL. I'd much rather make a hundred. I'd much rather make $250,000 a year um, than a million. Playing, playing in Edmonton, or sorry, playing in Winnipeg, uh, where mosquitoes could carry you off at any moment, um, where the fan base is literally insane, or. Tell you what, I'll give you four times your salary to go play in football during warm times anywhere in in places that have roofs where fans actually care about things. And for the most part, he's going to be sitting on his ass looking at a clipboard. But he loves game. He loves the game. Just like Bo Levi. I'm sorry. I heard this earlier on the RP show. Oh There's no way Bo Levi turned down a contract in the NFL. Who said that? End of story. Talk to your, talk to your, talk to your pal Rod. Did he say that? He said that he decided it was better. It was better to not be fighting in the NFL, and he decided to come back to the CFL to play for Calgary when he went down to the NFL. Maybe he just wasn't good enough. Hmm. But let's get into why he isn't good enough. I mean, the fact that he can't take a hit and his Hamilton Tiger Cats. Lose. That's his Hamilton Tiger Cats lose to the Edmonton Elks. The one time, the one week I need Edmonton to lose. One week. I had a $5 freaking bet that would have won me $65, but no. Edmonton has to go and break their 0 9 streak. Let's go, Edmonton. Honestly. So- I did not see any of the game. I was busy uh, working, so I could not watch the game. Always an excuse for you. You always I've have watched, an excuse. I watched every other game. It's like you, ha- you like you have a life or something. I know. Boobie. Sorry for having a life. Anyway, it was a game. Yeah, it was, um, it was a game. It was a game. Um, Can we stop the, the name change bullshit? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know what? That's the only thing I want to talk about this game. Can we call them the Alex now, like the EWKS? Because now they got to win. Like people are like, "Oh, you don't put an L in your name because all you'll do is lose." No, now they got to win. Can we stop with that? Can we please stop with that? Can we please stop it? The Eskimo team name is done. It's over with. Finito. Can, can we stop? Fin- can you say Finito without getting us canceled? Finito. Yes, I can. Okay. 
I, I think you're being racist, but let's move on. <laughs> My mic's really bugging me tonight. I don't know why. I can tell you keep you keep fidgeting with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have much to talk about this game. Do you have anything? No, except the fact right. they cost me $65. Thank you very much. All right, we will move and on. And Jack wants you to know Caleros makes $600,000 a year, not seven hundred and fifty. Sorry. No, I said two hundred and fifty. dollars Oh. Um, sorry. So, again, still double his salary to go play clipboard holder. Yes. Um, Friday night, I luckily get a call from you about midday saying, I have a free ticket. You want to come sit at oh, the 55-yard yeah. line? As we watch the Stamps shoot themselves in the foot yet again. And I'm going to repeat that again. Jake Meyer and the Stampeders shoot themselves in the foot again and lose a game by one point. And yet, and yet, the Smurf Mafia on CFL Chatter Facebook group. Go check them out. Go fucking mental. And they want to start planning a freaking Grey Cup parade because they've won. And now they're they're Wait, 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 wait. They already had it planned. They started planning it last year. Oh, I know. Kolaris is the God's gift to the Canadian Football League. They lost, didn't they? I think they lost the Grey Cup. Oh, no, no, they didn't lose. Um, so I'm going to interrupt because I got I to gotta go back to Jack. Rourke on the practice roster would make more than $200,000, Jack. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Carry on, Jake. <laughs> um... The and the CFL screwed them. The CFL screwed the Bombers out of their dynasty performance. Didn't you know? Yes, of course. So just just so we we, we have this correct, uh, Rourke yep. will earn a base salary of seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, and a signing bonus of 500000 while carrying a cap hit of 751000 and a dead cap value of 220. That's where you get the 200000 Jack. He's getting a base salary of $750,000 to sit on the plus, practice roster. Plus his signing bonus, which will be, so his total will be 1.25? 1. 1. No, 5,000 no, 5, was oh, his signing bonus. I thought you said 5, I thought you said 500000 No, 5,000. 5,000, okay. And then, but then um, add in his the um, bonuses he'll get if he. I mean, I don't know if there was any bonuses for uh, preseason. I doubt it. But if he gets in and plays the game, he can make over a million dollars a year. Yeah. So, anyway, carry on. Um. Yeah. It was a so, fun game. The most boring first half of a game I've ever seen. Apparently, no one wanted to score a touchdown. Fun? Even still in the second half, we It was damn cold, dude. Okay, we should have had came our up. parkas. The wind came up. Okay, the amount of people I saw in their winter jackets at eight degrees. We live in Calgary. In three months, it's going to be minus twenty-five Celsius, and you guys are all like, "Oh, it's freaking out, dude." It was it was cold. There was there was a stretch right at the end of the first half where the wind picked up and it was chilly. After okay, that, after the wind died down, it was fine. Did someone go and um, get a hot chocolate when they first got to the arena, to the yes. stadium? 
Oh, why did you get a hot? Why did you get a hot chocolate? Why did you get a hot chocolate? Because, 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 because why? Because you are cold. Because it's two dollars cheaper than a bottle of water. That is a true story. Now, can we bitch about the concession stands at McMahon? Should we? Let's get through. Wait, no, no, wait, wait. Let's get through the game first. Talk about the game and then talk about the. I don't want to talk about the game because any team. I could have put your high school team out against the Bombers that game, and your high school team would have beat the fucking Bombers. So The Bombers sucked that game, okay? They didn't score well, a touchdown, an offensive touchdown the whole game. It was all field goals and one interception for a touchdown. Give it a rest. Which, which is where Jake Meyer shot the Stampeders in the foot. Oh, insanity. Like, the, the inaccuracy from both Kolaros and Jake Meyer that night Plus the amount of balls that we saw Claros hit people dead in the hands. Claros didn't play. Sorry. Or sorry, uh, Drew Brown. Yeah. Um, the 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 passes that hit perfect diamond, perfect diamond, hit hit their hands and drop. And it was we're, insane. We were driving home, and one of the um, the the guys on seven seventy CHQR post game show was talking about how you have to alter your hands to catch the ball when it's underneath your your waist or at your waist or below. The guy had time to do that. I don't remember what receiver it was, but there was a clear play where he catches that ball. He falls backwards. He's in the end zone. It's a touchdown for the Stampeders. Instead, it hits him in the hands and he drops it. At first, and I'll be first to claim, I blame Jake Mayer for that because I've seen him throw anything beyond eight yards inaccurate. But But on that throw... It was accurate as shit. It was in... If you're asking for a perfect throw from a quarterback, that was it. As a receiver, you have one job. Catch the bloody ball. And I don't, what did they I don't do? care if you block. I don't care if you block for the rest of the game. I don't care how good your route running is. When the ball is thrown to you, you catch the ball in the red zone. Two hands on the ball. Insanity. Just one of those games what? where I'm glad I'm not a fan of the Stamps. I mean, the Stamps are my second team, but they're not. I'm not as passionate about them as I oh, am the Oh, you would have Lions. lost it. It's... <laughs> Inconceivable that these guys are getting paid to uh, play this game. Yep. Inconceivable. Yep, I completely agree. And to be fair, we're picking on the stamps. It is also was the Bombers that game. There was no consistency from Drew oh, Brown. I'm about both I teams. And I get it. Drew Brown. Drew Brown is a backup. No matter what some CFL guru says on a, on a show, he's a backup quarterback. <laughs> There's a reason for that. He is not as good as Kalaros, and he proved that. He sure did. Okay. He he made me look bad. The bastard. He made <laughs> for those me who look don't bad. know, for those who I was do, giving who, him the props. The old man gave him props on the Rod Peterson show, and then he proceeded to have a game like that. Huh. Um, but yeah. So you wanted to talk about the concession and the we we brag about it all the we rag on it all the time. McMahon Stadium. So at halftime, again, that win it picked up. It was a little chilly. The old man was like, "I'm still hungry." So we're like, I want a hot chocolate. Let's go get you some food. So we go up and we get in line. At the nearest, like, we get up into the concourse two minutes after uh, the halftime starts. Like, We literally, as halftime ended, we walked up and it took a minute and a half to get into line. Halftime, halftime started, sorry. Yes. And how? When did we get back to our seats? And we didn't do anything but stand in line, get our food, and didn't, go back. To didn't our go seat. to. The, I was gonna say we didn't go to the washroom. We literally got in line, 
and waited. By the time we got our our drinks, literally two drinks, two hot chocolates, and, and a, a piece, piece of pizza. pizza, and there was what maybe, and I'll be very generous. There's what maybe ten people ahead of us. Maybe ten. It wasn't that long of a lineup. And couple of them were pairs, so like maybe maybe eight total purchases altogether. Okay, we'll go with eight. We didn't get back to our seats until ten minutes into the third quarter. Oh, sorry, nine, five minutes. Nine forty-eight when I sat down in my seat. Five minutes into the first quarter, like 10 minutes left in the game or in the, the third quarter by the time we sat down. How as a, as a how are you supposed to make money off of concession? Because you're not making money off of your tickets. You're there not was spending still people. There were still 10 people in line behind us. You're not. Spending and the guy that was serving us. Was like my age. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to go get you your hot chocolate. And then he comes Literally. back with our two hot chocolates, and then he's got to go and get our lids. Four trips to get two hot and chocolates. And then he brought back the lids. Oh, one sec. And he went away again because he had to get sleeves for the hot chocolate. That wasn't that hot, I might add. And he brings the back the sleeves. And then it took him about a minute and a half to two minutes to put the lids on the hot chocolate and the sleeves. Then, and then had to grab the pizza. And that was an ordeal. <laughs> I was staying now, as pleasant as I possibly could given the time. I didn't I didn't say anything. I just stood behind you, grabbed my hot chocolate, and started leaving. Because, like, holy fuck. I, I thanked the gentleman, and I looked at the guy behind me who was just killing himself laughing and said... Now we understand why it took so long. And I walked away. <laughs> They've got to do something with the concession stands at the... Come on, guys. There was maybe 18,000 people at the stadium on Friday put it, night. Put it this way. Our busiest time when I worked, when I was uh, 15, worked at Dairy Queen, we had Miracle Treat Day every August. Yes. It just passed a couple weeks ago. Last week, maybe. On Miracle Treat Day, we probably served, and I could be very high in this estimate, about five to 10,000 people who just wanted blizzards. That's all we did. All you did that day was blizzards. You'd have one person in the, to do the cook. Everyone was on staff to do blizzards. If we took half the amount of time that one guy did for one for the same amount of, like, let's just say three blizzards instead of two hot chocolates and a, and a pizza... We would have been pulled aside and said, what's wrong? You need to speed up. And that's the urgency you need to work with when you're doing a concession. And it wasn't just our one line. It was the entire line. Like, everywhere. Nobody moved ahead. Like, it wasn't like the the line to our left was moving any faster. Absurd. It was insanity. Could you imagine going to a Flames game and getting service that slow? You, you just... It wouldn't happen. Because... But... The There's flames money. understand money. Money talks, and they want. They know. Get them into back in. Give them their drinks. Get them back into the seats so they can drink that drink and come back and get another one. But it's owned by the same company. It's not run by the same people. That's the problem. Same owners, different people running the shows. That's a whole different story for another ball game. That is. So let's jump in to Saturday's game. The Alouettes and the Ottawa Red Blacks. And I'm going to preface this with I was 
board on Saturday. I didn't do much this weekend. It was quite nice. I went to the football game and did absolutely nothing else this weekend. It was fantastic. Great weekend. Would recommend. However, when you do nothing all weekend and you're like, perfect, there's a game on at 5. I'll turn on SportsCenter at 4.30. Um, you lay down and you accidentally have a nap until halftime. You missed the entire first half of the football game you wanted to see. I saw the second half of the game, which really looked like it was half to watch because the first half there was turnover after turnover after turnover. The second half was a lot of fun. I, I was busy that uh, Saturday, so I didn't watch any of this game. The Red Blacks had the lead going into the second half. Was there a Montreal... rain in this game? No, was... I believe that was in the Edmonton Tiger Cats game. Oh, right. Okay. Carry on. Um, the Owls and the Red Blacks. Yeah, Red Blacks were leading going into the second half. There was like three turnovers by Montreal. And I was like, perfect. Just in time to watch. This will be great. Ottawa's going to get the win. Keep the, the Eastern crossover alive because I would love to see it. As much as like oh. I love would love to see a, a Calgary in the playoffs because Edmonton's not, let's face it. Um, Saskatchewan could, and I don't want to see that. So the best bet for me is to have Ottawa crossover. It'd be fantastic. But the Red Blacks, just as the Stampeders, just fell apart in the second half. And it was wild football. It was turnovers and craziness. And just when you thought the Red Blacks had it out of reach, the, the Alouettes came back. And it was it the one-point game, 25 to 24, very low scoring for the CFL. Like, they're, all of these games this week were pretty low scoring, except for the oh, one. And close. It, this is the only game I can say it felt like a 25 to 24 game the entire second half. Oh, cool. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. So you got elves playing with their food. So there, there there was a thought process going through my brain when doing this, but also watching the game, is that did the elves come in and think too highly of themselves, and were just didn't come to to play at a hundred percent the first half? Because looking at the highlights and looking at everything, they didn't look like the same team that even came out for the second half or the Alouettes that I've seen for the rest of the season. Now, some people are blaming the curse on the, their red jerseys because they haven't won a game in the, or hadn't won a game in the red jerseys until today or uh, this week, um, which I find very hard to believe. So is the Elves playing with their food uh, analogy or what is it? I don't yes, get it. The, the oh. Alouettes, the Alouettes, you know, the team, they're playing yeah. with their food. And then they, they realized that they couldn't just play around with their food because the Red Bucks came to play. So they had to wake up in the second half. That's a Jakeism. That's something. That's, that's a Jakeism. I'm going to say there's people watching. If anybody's ever heard of a football reference of a team playing with their food because they're not playing well, please make a comment because I've never heard this before. Do you? You've never heard the analogy of a team playing with their food? No. You do not watch enough sports. Maybe that's maybe you know what it is. I think you probably heard it on your nerd sports. No, no, this is like this is like CB. This is like CBS and and TSN and ESPN and like TNT, like big name things. Like I mean, excluding Charles Barkley because his references are wild sometimes. Very normal reference. Did you do edibles before you came up with this one? No, no. It was about. 
It was about five to ten minutes before I ate, and I was very grumpy and just wanted to get this over with. <laughs> okay, carry on. Let's jump into the last game of the week. Maybe you'll have some sort of insights on this one. The BC Lions lose to the Riders in a 29 to 34 game. And it was just I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. This one really really hurt. It was it was a disappointing effort. Uh-oh, D's back and she just Uh-oh. missed a hot take. Uh <laughs> Go back, rewind. It was good. Um I don't get it. Um, I I think you. I don't know. My brain went to you when you said rewind. My brain literally was like, "Do I have to like rewind and, and say what my hot take was again?" Didn't click that people were watching on YouTube. I love you, Jake. Um, I blame his mother. I, she's probably watching. Going to give me shit again. Um, I'm not going to lie. This this one's really freaking hurt. Um, and I think it was the fact that. They came back in the fourth quarter and made a game of it. So I had a little bit of hope. But you can't play one quarter of a four-quarter game and expect to no. win a freaking ball game. And that's what no. the Lions did. And they almost pulled it off. If not for number 59, who if I'm coach, that that man is running so hard for the next five days, he's puking. There was multiple times that there was, um, I believe the play you're referring is the sorry who are you referring to number the, 59 the yeah the hey, tack, tackle or guard uh, for the lions on the right side just a terrible game well like but there the problem were, is i think three in a row was it 59 or 57 there was three whistles in a row for um illegal procedure all on the same play i think it was 57 well, so that 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 is you can't blame on the players. That is when Vernon Adams was taken out and Dominique Davis. Yes, that's exactly in. what it was. So what happens is but why is it one player every time? It wasn't one player every time. They called his number three times. It was not him. If you go back and watch the film, it was the wide receiver one of the times. It was a, the opposite side of the line, and then it was him. And they called him for all three times because I then, was watching and I was like, "That's stupid." And then number 59, I think he got called for like 35 holding penalties during the game. Just, but, the problem is, but the problem is, is we already have our backups in. We didn't have another CFL ready lineman who could fill in at that spot. That's And that's the problem. Right. So normally you'd be like, okay, you're out for a series. Think about what you did. We got someone to jet in, but we don't have that right now because so we already had. I'm going to run you till you puke. You mother. Well, and I hope the, and I hope the defensive backs, every single one of them from Gary Peters to, um, uh, I can't think of his name. The other one that's really good. They're all running. They're all running until everyone pukes. As I said, um, on my post, I, after the game, it was just an embarrassment. And if I'm coaching, there's going to be some angry practices this week. And not just that, but then you also look at Rick Campbell choosing to challenge when he did. <laughs> tall, sorry, I'm just reading your tall giant QB. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. The Rick Campbell decides to challenge at the worst possible time on something that shouldn't be challenged. Well, see, that's funny because 
Um, Rod, the, not a BC Lions fan. Um, <clears throat> literally, that was the one he he said this the league got wrong because that wasn't a block. He wasn't blocking. He just grabbed him and threw him down. It doesn't matter if he threw him down hard or if he just did this. That's a he could have sprained an ankle. There could have been an injury on that play, he, and it was unnecessary no roughness. No, it's not. He's no longer a quarterback. All his protections leave as soon as he screws up and throws it into the hands of the other player. And <laughs> throws it in. The, that's called an interception, Jake. Yeah, he's no longer a quarterback at that point. He is now a defensive player, but and you, he was not held. He was not held. He was blocked. He was held and thrown down. Go back and look at it. Inside the square of your shoulder pads, you're allowed to grab. That's all he did. And it's not his fault that the quarterback flopped, gave a perfect 10 performance. There was two other calls prior to that. The very One of the very first plays of the game that there was clearly a hit and the ball landed. And they, there, was, there was no challenge flag or no penalty flag thrown. And I can't remember what the second one was. The clothesline, um, whatever you want to call it, one, it was like bent, bent um, Adams over backwards. I mean, he, he's that was way later. That was way later in the game. I think this, the other one I was thinking of was the punt return where the guy came in with his head first, so clearly with his head first. It's not Dad calling you wrong. You read the comment. He was not in the pocket because he was he had run forward from where. Go back and look at it. I'll I'll go back and look at it. I mean, if the CFL ever put up... when you do, I want you to publicly apologize to Mr. Rod Peterson for being wrong. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Anyway, what are you doing? What are you looking at? Don't look over there. I'm over here. (laughs) What quarter was that in? Fourth quarter? You're not going to go look at it now. We're in the middle of a freaking podcast, you. F- okay, then I will watch it. I will watch it after the podcast. And tomorrow, if I am incorrect, I will message into the show and Rod, please read it out and I will apologize. However, he had run forward to make the pass. Therefore, he's no longer in the pocket because lineman or he was ahead of lineman during that play. Therefore, he's no longer in the pocket. I have no comment. Um, Why do you call this guy a tall giant court quarterback? The guy is six seven. So Jake Dolagala gets in, gets his first start of, I believe, <laughs> this year. This is the second start of his CFL career. And the first thing I thought of, because I know, like I, I knew who he was beforehand, but the ball was snapped to him, and I swear to God, the 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 center probably had to get an extra half a foot of air on that ball to get into his hands just because the guy's taller by about five, four or five inches than most other quarterbacks in the league. And when he went to drop back, it looked awkward. And I don't think that had anything to do with his mechanics. It's just that he was so tall that when he took his step, step back, he was already an extra like two yards deeper than every other quarterback. in the league. <laughs> The football looked like a kid sized football in his hand. Now what keep me and then to... oh, go ahead. And then when he took off to run, it was as if he was a five nine running back with the agility he had. Like the 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 skill set on that guy, I don't know what how he's in the CFL. To me, it, it, it's an impressive set of skills when you're that tall 
and you're playing quarterback. Well, it was funny because we had um, Jim Barker on the Rod Peterson show and he was um, saying when you're that big of a quarterback, it becomes harder to protect you. Which as, makes sense, right? There's more, piece, there's more pieces to grab. But the guy was so agile at getting out of the pocket and the, I will give credit where credit's due, the O-line for the Riders held the Lions at bay most of the game. Well, yeah. I mean, they did. Most, they did. Most of the game. There was par- parts where they got through, but nowhere near as much as against Calgary. Oh, no. Yeah. Right? Like, in back-to-back games, looking at it, Calgary looked like a t- terrible O-line. Saskatchewan looked like a very good O-line. It's going to be interesting now with the Riders winning and Calgary losing. Um, it's going to be an interesting second half of the season because I still think they're going to fight over that third spot. But now you you look at Edmonton, they've got the one win and they play back-to-back against the, the Stamps. They get they they get one of those they get both of those wins because I think right now the Elks are on the up. Stampeders have shown that they're on the down. Is it possible? Could Wouldn't we see be, the Stampeders finish lasts? Will it be? It will be the first time I think I read since '05 that the Stamps haven't made the playoffs. Think about That's that. A long I was time. I was twelve. Yeah, figure that. Like, really? I'm now 30. That's 18 years. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane when you think about they've gone that long and have made the playoffs every. Yeah, it's a it's a smaller league. I get it. The first first person who says it, I'm going to reach to the screen and give you a freaking slap across the head because that drives me crazy. Oh, but it's only a nine team league. Yeah, somebody has to make the playoffs. Um, no, I don't remember. I- like, I don't. We moved here in 02, 01, 02. Um, One of those two. Oh, oh 02. And nope. it, it seems yeah, like every year since we've been here then, they've made the playoffs. Pretty yeah. impressive. And and for most of the Oh, time, Rod, you, 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 you. He's just egging me now. I'm going to I'm gonna reach through the screen and like, hey, what's well, the word? Bit sure. slap him. I could say yeah. that because we're not on, we're not on uh, the Facebook. We're just on YouTube. I think you could see him tomorrow and do that. I think I'm going to. Any final Did comments? I tell you on the... about the time he tried to kill me with a puck to a hockey ball to the head? Oh, please tell the story. But yes, <laughs> I was standing there minding my own business. As where I were you? Do because I'm where were you? where were you? Oh, sorry, we were at. No one's going to be able to hockey read lanes. If you guys are in Calgary, you got to check this place out. It's really really cool. It's like the it's. Hockey's batting cage, hockey's uh, driving range. If you're looking at golf, you go there. You, they've got simulated ice. You could wear your skates, take shots at cowbells, which apparently Rod Peterson can't hit, but he can hit the rim of my hat and knock it off my head with a hockey ball. And sorry, I'm just going to interject here. I'm going to interject here. You started the story by saying. You were completely quiet, innocent, and in no way responsible for this. I was. I'm, mu- I'm going to call. You know I'm gonna, me, Jake. You yeah, know I, me, and, I, and I'm Jake, calling Jake, bullshit. Jake, and I'm Jake, calling. Jake. You know me. You know how calm, cool, and collected I am. I don't trash talk people. Rod tries to claim that I was trash talking him. I don't do that. I'm too. I'm too nice of a guy to trash talk people. 
okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for no that, reason if, whatsoever, if, Rod wait a second, shoots wait a the ball at my head. And if you believe that he had nothing to do with this, was completely innocent, I have a bridge to sell you. Connects Brooklyn to Manhattan. <laughs> you have to look at the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but did he hit you? Or did he just hit your hat? Literally, Jake. It was a one in a one time he could ever do. It. He shot fifty balls at cowbells that I'm not kidding, like are this big inside a regular size hockey net. There's nine of them. He couldn't hit one, and he pegged. And me. because of comments like that, he turned around and said, "Accuracy, I'll show you," and took your head off. I, I and I was, I was, I did, I might have, I might have said, "You suck at this," and literally turned around and he pegged off the top of the hat, like right there. And the funny thing is, the lady that runs it, Michelle, what a sweetheart, without missing a beat, she looks at us and she goes, I have to tell kids when they come in not to shoot pucks at each other. And here you are, adults doing it. It was quite funny. Anyways, check them out. Check out uh, Overtime Lanes if you're in Calgary. Um, great concept. Um, you could have a ton of fun. You go there with a couple buddies. They have all of, It's fully licensed. You can have a drink while you're doing it. I was they literally just our, about to ask, are they fully licensed? Yeah, fully licensed. And they have a bar, like a, a little bit of a restaurant, like a little menu. Nothing fancy. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, we should go there one day without Rod. I mean, I prefer to bring Rod. Hockey players. I mean, at least I like I have skates I can get sharpened up and go out on the rink with. Oh. Yeah, you don't have to. You can you can you can wear uh, shoes on it too. So fair. Cool. Well, now we get to probably my funnest segment of the entire week. I put out a post today, and I don't know if you noticed the post, but the the colors were a little bit eepy through. I saw that, and I was like, "You jerk!" <laughs> for those who don't know, I'm talking about the Hughes Sports Power Rankings for Week Eleven. Um, and I want to say this. I want to preface this. I knew exactly what I was doing. Those colors were set from three weeks ago. That's what I figured so, when I looked at them. I'm like, those are old. Those are definitely old. So we have a brand new power rankings. Let me tell you, there's been a lot of changes because last week, um, someone uh, may have forgotten to do this in any shape, way, or form. Um, How do you forget to do your power rankings? Well, last week was a vacation. It was kind of a weird week. I'll agree. It was. Last week was a weird week. So The energy was um, weird in the world last week. So this week, we're going to do it. This week, we're back to normal. So, so number nine. In number nine, we still have the Edmonton Elks, despite winning. I set the They've won one game all year. I, I, I can't put them any higher than that. In number eight. This will be good. The Hamilton Tiger Cats. They lost to the Edmonton Elks. How true. can I put them higher than any other team? That's true. I, of all teams, whoever, whoever lost, lost Edmonton, the Edmonton was dropping drastically. Precisely. How far did they drop? Oh, you didn't put that in this week. I didn't put that in this week because I didn't do one last week. So there's no way for me to say, but yeah, okay. I believe they stayed exactly the same from last from okay. two weeks ago. In number seven. Yeah. The Ottawa Red oh. Blacks. Oh. Interesting. In number six, the Calgary Stampeders. Yeah, I might have reversed those, but okay. I mean, yeah, you could now, have an argument for both ways. Now, the reason I did this, and you're not going to be able to see it on my screen, but on my screen, I have the standings up. 
right now, if the season was to end, the Red Box would finish three and seven, and so would the Stampeders. The Stampeders are um, have more points for than the Red Box do. Okay, and only two points against difference. So that's where that's where the the six and seven. I can understand if you swap them around too. Yeah, but in number five. We have the Watermelon Heads, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Despite a win this week, I could not put them in, in my top four. Because number four, we have the Montreal Alouettes. Team that just quietly, and I say quietly because I don't think they get enough respect. They get no respect. For Jardo, is, is burning it up down there. Well, and not just that, but they're also in the shadow of Toronto. So it's it's... They're doing good, but they're not Toronto level. But they're matching pace with BC and uh, Winnipeg. Are you okay? Before you open the next three, did you do something just to piss off the Smurf Mafia, or were you being serious here? In number three, we have your beloved BC Lions. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. After a very disappointing loss. I could not find it in me to put them ahead of the Blue Bombers this week. And if that, will, it took a lot in me. I could have put them into fourth and agreed with you and put Montreal up up to third, to be honest. And there was there was discussion in my... If this was completely objection, like if I was able to step back and take off my, my orange sunglasses, I probably agree with you. Yeah. However, I personally believe that the BC Lions are a better team than the Montreal Alouettes. I want to I want to make a comment on your on the weekly um, power rankings, but carry on. And number one, we still have your Toronto Argonauts because I believe they are the team to beat this year, followed by the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in second. I'm glad you did it that way because the Smurf Mafia was go, was going off today about how um, they're number one, they're number one, and I'm like, yeah, no. Um, Toronto's still number one. They've only lost one game. And who but we've won eight. We've, we've won eight. And I'm like, but you've lost two, yeah. so which puts you in second. If a team has only lost one and you've lost two, that puts you in second. I had to talk slowly for them. Now, and- question for the power rankings. Yes. Are power rankings not... Should power rankings not be based on the performance of that week, or are they uh, accumulation they're culmin- of everything? They're a culmination of everything. Otherwise, okay. otherwise, every week you'd have completely different results. You wouldn't. If it was just the week, Argonauts wouldn't be on the power rankings. They did not play. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. If it was that way, it would have been a completely different array because, I mean, the Elks won. They probably should have. If you're looking at it just from last week. The Edmonton Elks would have been ahead of Calgary, BC. Like they beat a team that's fighting, that's right now in a playoff position. It's pretty simple. But it's not that. It's a culmination of every single thing that has happened up to so far. Plus, my opinion, let me stress this enough my opinion of how good the teams are. Are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to have an opinion? Because you're not, because you're not part of the Smurf Mafia. Well, let me so let me let me sure just let me just do something to. here. Let me let me just do something here. I'm gonna I'm gonna click that button. Um, what's the name of the show? 
the monthly thing here. It's not the Smurf Mafia show. Nope, definitely not. Definitely I not. I believe it's called the Hughes Sports Podcast. Okay, so now I might have been prepared for some question like this. Now, normally we don't have these on, but I felt like it was necessary today and I had no idea why. This is why. What's what's the name I'm pointing at right here? Hughes. Oh, so my fucking show. <laughs> my show. goddamn opinions. Our show. <laughs> our show. Our goddamn opinions. Because, oops, and, way over there. And let me tell you something. Smurf Mafia. I'll never get this right, Jake. <laughs> it, it, takes, it takes some time. Don't worry. I had, like three classes of professional training in this and I still get it all screwed up. If if your team is as good as you think they are, start your own fucking podcast. Not just that. Not just that. Let's look back. How many weeks ago um did, have I did I when did I start doing let's try this again. When did I start doing the power rankings for the season? Week 1. Week 1. Okay, so uh post peak week 1. Every time I do it it's always the week yeah, yeah. I, it was four week, week eleven one. was put out. Yeah, so since I know we got to slow it down for the mafia. So since I posted that in the CFL chatter and in all the other CFL groups on Facebook, because we are trying to start something here, we're trying to gain notoriety. We're trying. You to... mean we make posts to get attention, and it works? Get out, Jake. How many? How many uh, power rankings did you see before I started posting mine? None. And how many do you see every week now? Everybody. There's, really every, there's like 30 of them every week and you know, now. It's and you know what's great is it's great because they post theirs and it goes nowhere and they feel important. They feel good about themselves. And that's great. You know what? I hope everyone feels great about themselves when they post on Facebook. However, in five years, four years, 10 years, when this podcast is big and you guys on CFL Chatter were like, back, I was an original listener back in the day, don't you know? I used to comment and, and have conversations with the hosts. With I'll, who? I'll be, oh, I'm saying in five, ten years, when we're, oh, yeah, yeah. when when people are listening to us, they'll be the ones, I, I used to listen to them before they got big. They, they changed. They didn't used to be this way. No, we're the same assholes. And it's probably why we'll never grow up and be big enough to be on the radio. <laughs> and I'll say this in the nicest way possible, because I'm not going to be able to hold my mouth shut. Because we're irrational fans. We're irrational it fans. It says it right in the title. We are irrational fans. And we almost got through the entire podcast without me me getting to this. But it's a, the, the name of this week's podcast is BC Lines Didn't Show Up, Winnipeg Fans. <laughs> we, we touched on it in the Nathan Rourke. But you guys are so goddamn delusional. It's like you guys think that the past hundred years didn't happen in the CFL and you guys have been good the entire existence of the CFL. They, they are God's gift to the CFL. No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to Google this here. And I know you guys don't have a lot of things going on in your life uh, in Winnipeg. You guys have a Jets team that count on it next year is going to be worse than the Canucks. Oh, um, how about that? You guys have 12 Grey Cups since joining in 1930. The one before you, the most recent one, 2019, again, you've won two in the last four years. Two. Two in the last four years. Let's remember this. Two. Not three. Not four. Two. You know who else has done that? Toronto's done that recently. Calgary did that recently. Shit, I think Ottawa came close to winning two in, in, in three years. 
you guys aren't that good. Are you guys the cream of the crop? Last year, yes. The year before, no, because there was no season. The year before that, no. You guys got extremely lucky to get where you were. And guess what? You lost to Toronto last year. You lost to Toronto last year. You barely, barely beat Calgary this week. And again, I'm saying this, Jake Meyer gave you guys that game on a interception. If that interception doesn't happen, they beat you by six points because they go down and kick another field goal. Yep. 100%. Your first string, your first string quarterback couldn't score a touchdown on BC's Lions defense when we were full health. <laughs> you guys beat us by 30 odd points with our third string quarterback. They keep don't know. They don't want you to talk about that, Jake. Third string. Third. Not not first. Not second. Third. You guys couldn't... You guys, again, barely beat Calgary with your second string quarterback. Your first string quarterback literally almost threw away the game to Edmonton. So you guys want to start talking about, oh, we're the best team. Look at Toronto. Don't look at BC. Look at Toronto. Toronto's the best Toronto's, team in the league. Look at what Toronto's doing. They're doing it. They're doing it classy. Do you see how many fans Toronto has? No. You know why? Because they know that when they start chirping and shit goes south, they'll be the first ones to be made fun of. And let me tell you, when when Winnipeg is doesn't host a game next year in the playoffs, prediction right now, August 21st, 2023, 2024 postseason, the Blue Bombers will finish third in this in uh, the West. In this season or next season? This season. next season. Next, next season. 2024. 2024. They will be behind, be behind the BC Lions as long as Vernon Adams stays healthy, and Saskatchewan led by Jake. And a story. What gets me about their fans? Is None of them have seen playoff success before. They lost for 40 straight years. The, the What gets me with their fans is no other team can do anything right. 27,000 announced attendants don't go there. 27,000 sold tickets for the uh, Riders game. That's freaking phenomenal. That's 7,000 more than any other game this week. Oh, but the but at uh, IG Field we get twenty seven thousand five hundred and twenty. No, no, no. It was. Oh, there's no way that was twenty seven thousand. There's many eighteen. Why can't you just say, "Oh, that's good for the league," like we do? We had thirty thousand, and we were like, "Yay!" Edmonton had twenty seven over twenty seven thousand in the home opener. Yes, Calgary. We need to we need to get attendance better in Calgary. But even still, like Montreal's even Montreal's getting decent attendance. Toronto's starting to come up in the attendance things. Why can't Winnipeg just accept the fact that the league's doing well? Even still, Why sorry, do Bomber fans have to be. Oh, we're the best. I don't care about anybody else. They're all fuck. Shut up, you fucking idiots. And even listen. still, so we know, and it was a point of contention before we even got on the podcast. So I'm not going to go there. Announced ticket sales versus asses and seats. Very different. We're not getting into that debate right now. We're already over time. However, looking at the numbers right now, Calgary had 20,000 tickets sold. Hamilton had 20,900 tickets sold. Ottawa had 19,475. 
where John has 27,483. Damn good. 6,500 more than any other team this week. And if the league would realize if they would take that five o'clock Sunday start in Regina, I don't care about any other place. If they take the five o'clock start in Regina and move it to a one o'clock start in Regina or a two o'clock start in Regina, they're selling out. You got to remember people, people drive three, four hours to go see a game in Regina. They don't do that in Winnipeg. Well, they so do it I, in Regina because they're diehard fans. Well, and I hated it when people were like, oh, it doesn't look that full. Yeah, neither did Calgary. Calgary didn't look like it had 20,000 people in there. But that's beside the point. It's also on a Sunday night at 5, at o'clock. five o'clock. Anyway, that's so my rant the game's, for the day. Which is 5 o'clock our time in Mountain Time. Are they on the same time zone as us right now? Because they yeah. swippy swap. Okay, so the game's done was done by what, 8.15? 8.30? 8.30, call it, yeah. So let's let's say 8.30, they were done. Now, it's not in the most convenient place to get to Mosaic Stadium. Say it takes, say it takes 20 minutes to get out of, the, out of the stadium, into your car, and out onto the road. Now you're 9 o'clock. So now you're looking at 9 o'clock. The average person in Saskatchewan is probably waking up at about 6 o'clock in the morning to work. Yep. Not to count, not to account for the farmers who wake up at the crack of dawn. Which is a lot larger of a of a portion than it is in ninety percent of the of the league. Oh, I would say the rest of the league. Like that's yeah. the highest amount for 100%. sure. Hundred percent. So, someone who normally goes to bed at eight o'clock, they're happy to stay awake till nine o'clock, watching a game on TV, but they're not going to be happy going to a game. When I used to go up to PA Prince Albert in Saskatchewan, uh, back when I was with Yesk. They would literally load up four to five full-size buses, Greyhound-sized buses, and drive. they would drive down to a game on a Sunday because the game started at 1. They could go to the game, they could party it up, and they'd be home by, they'd be home by 10 o'clock at night. That's perfect because on the way home, they're able to relax. They're able to calm down. If it's a win, they're partying. They're not, not even partying, but they're having a good time. They get home, they relax, and yeah, it sucks. It's a couple hours later, but it's that's it's just not getting not happening at five o'clock on a Sunday because now figure it out. You're not into onto the bus till nine, and now you what are you three hours outside of Regina? So you're you not home, home midnight. until midnight. And then getting from where the bus drops you off to wherever you live, because let's face it, half the people are probably coming from twenty minutes plus away. Exactly. Oh, one, one o'clock in the morning by you go by the time you go to bed. It's to me, I, the league's got to figure this out. They really got to figure it out. And I will give all the props in the world to Lamar Doman. He figured it out in BC and said, "No, we want. We're going to have four o'clock games." Yeah. I don't care if that means we're playing on a Thursday and then a Sunday, or if we're playing on a Saturday and then a Thursday. Well, see, he would rather on a Sunday play one. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, but the league, because... the league is. Following, well, I should rephrase that. TSN wants Sunday night football. That's nice. That's why they're doing it. You have TSN. TSN, come here. Come here. Listen, listen up. Put, turn up the. If you work anywhere in TSN, just turn turn up, turn me up a little bit. I'm going to talk a little quiet. I'm going to talk very slow. You have five channels. Five. Two of them are given away with your basic cable package, TSN one and TSN two. 
So, you got CFL in one channel, you got NFL on the other channel, and you know what you can claim? You are the home for football in Canada. <clears throat> Could you do that? I mean, I'm not a marketing genius here, but I, I do work in marketing. You can claim things that aren't true as long as you put a little star in a disclaimer, like Sunday nights on TSN or Sunday afternoons on TSN are the home of the football. Period. And then you know what you do? And then you know what you do? Take it another step. You've got channel TSN 3 and you put on another NFL game. And you've got TSN 4 and you put on another NFL game. Then you've got TSN 5 and this might be a little bit of a change up for you. You put on a footy game. You put on an MLS game. Oh, really? Because then you're the home of football in Canada. Whether you're looking at footy as in European, the rest of the world, football, you're talking NFL, which has way too many games on a, on a Sunday, or you're talking the one CFL game you have every single week. It's not rocket science, folks. How can we like? And and, and I and I, all jokes aside, how do we understand? How do how do we get this? And the and the zombie suits at TSN don't. You people need to start listening. And on that note. Where can they find your power rankings and the reason well, you'll be able to find rankings. You'll be able to find my power rankings uploaded tomorrow with a little description as to why I put them in different places. As well as I might even try playing around with like clipping out the power ranking reveal and putting it on the website, but we'll see how that works. You can check us out on hughesports.ca. You can go to the website right underneath me there or right above me. That little QR code. Oh, scan really? that little Q- scan that little QR code, see where it takes you. I want to try that. I'll tell you, it takes you to hughesports.ca. Look at that. Look at it that. Worked. It, just, it worked. I don't know what article. Someone scanned the QR code. Thank you so much. That's you, old man. Um, it actually does alert us every single time someone will scan that QR code. So if you guys want to check us out, please do. Everything we post is on there. Um, I didn't even get into my NHL rant today from EA Sports. And that's good. You know what? That's a good time because we don't have another half hour to go. No. Because the old man said he wasn't feeling great to begin with today. And I was like, perfect, we'll keep it short, we'll keep it to an hour. An hour and 22 minutes later, we're still trying to figure a way to say goodbye. Well, no, we, we haven't figured out a way to... yet. Oh, yes, we have. We've, we did figure out a way to say goodbye. But however, before we go, old man, where can they find you? They can find me at Cavelli Channeling. Ooh, try that again. Cavelli Channeling on Facebook or Kev Hughes underscore 64 on Twitter, where I put out some um, funny stuff sometimes. Um, stuff, some annoying clips. And if you mention, if you go to Cavelli Channeling and you mention you listen to Kevin the Medium on Hughes Sports Podcast, I will give you $25 off your first reading. There you go, folks. Little little offer. I didn't even know it was coming. Um, again, mention Kevin the Medium and you listen to the Hughes Sports Podcast. When you book an appointment, you'll get $25 off your first reading. And yes, I really am a medium. But he cannot give you the lottery numbers, folks. No, it's not the way it works. I talked to Dan. Let me tell you, tomorrow, you'll be able to catch me on Twitch. We're going to be opening some cards to start the stream, which I think is going to be very, very fun to do. We're opening up a a set of 91, 92 cards. There is a chase card that we have. I saw you starting to do it. I know. Me again. (laughs) There's There's a chase card that we are chasing. For Mr. Rogers. 
in a sport in a hockey sports card, which I think is great. First off, Mr. Rogers is fantastic. Secondly, the fact that it's a it's an actual card. If I pull that card and it's a graded ten, which I will find a way to get it graded, if it's a PSA ten, it's worth two hundred and seventy dollars Canadian, which is absurd to me because I bought these two boxes, two boxes of these cards for twenty five dollars. Somebody else to scan the QR code. That's somebody. Two people. Somebody did. Yes. Well, that's three scans, two people, because you decided to do it twice. Can I do it again? I mean, you can do whatever you want. However, you can find me on Twitter at jstreams here, J-E-H streams here. Um, you can find me on Twitch there as well. Also, one last thing I want to mention is that I'm starting to kickstart my Extra Life fundraising. Um, Extra Life is a important cause to both me and the old man. It raises money for the Alberta Children's Hospital. Um, Great cause great cause every year it's a 24 hour stream uh the first week of november which always ends up being a 25 hour stream because they always do it on daylight savings time which means it goes from 2:59 to two o'clock in the morning every single time and we go from t- i think we're going from 10 a.m to 10 a.m this year so 25 hour stream um if we raise 1800 dollars, i will be doing a live open mic comedy routine. And let me tell you, it's nerve wracking and terrifying and I make no guarantees I will be funny, but I will be embarrassed and that will be the entertainment for you. Um, the first goal that I really want to hit is something we will do actually on this channel. Why? You agree to it. You agree to it. We are going to rewatch, and I can say this wholeheartedly, for the first time ever since it originally aired, me and the old man will come onto the channel, we'll choose a date and time, and we will rewatch the 2011 Game 7 Stanley Cup Final between Boston Bruins and the Vancouver Canucks. Can we put it on like four times at regular speed? So nope. it's over. We have to watch it at regular speed? Yep. It's like pour, pouring freaking like pure alcohol into a gaping wound, Jake. Yep. I notice. And that's how much you know do what? you have to raise to get to make me $500. do this? $500. Race. Why didn't you make that like a thousand dollars or eighteen? Why didn't you make that the eighteen? Because yeah. well, because I think a open mic night is worth a little bit more than the two no, hours. No, of, no, no, no. I'm, I'm well, just going to be at the open mic night laughing at you. Well, yeah, but I wanted to, to be fair. I did ask you about this, and you were like, "Yeah," and then instantly I was like, "He has no clue what I was talking about." So no, I, I didn't. I, I said yeah. yes before I realized what was going on. But if you want to donate, I will be putting a link in the description as well as well as um, in YouTube here. I will find the link because I know I have it here somewhere in my computer. Um, but in all seriousness, folks, donate. It's a good cause. Uh, Children's Hospital helps a lot of people out. So, yes. Yes. And on a selfish note, I want to beat. I'm, I'm doing it with three other people someone in Winnipeg, someone in Edmonton, and someone in Phoenix. And I want my fan base, the Vancouver, Calgary region, to raise the most money. Because we're competitive. We're very competitive. So we might as well do it. We might as well go balls to the walls to get it done. Cool. Okay. However, that is the show for the week of August 21st. I appreciate appreciate you guys coming and hanging out. Please do like and subscribe. And good night.